This episode of Geek Pod is brought to you by the Creole Soul Cafe. Savor that Louisiana flavor. My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is Geek Pod. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. What's got you geeked? Well, you know, originally I was going to lead with uh, the fact that Phantasm Ravager came out this week, and I, I'm very excited about it. I have not had the chance to watch the movie yet. Um, hopefully, maybe tomorrow. Uh, but then something happened yesterday that, that really got me pumped. Um, I don't know. I don't think you've actually been paying attention to this. But uh, yesterday, Ash vs. Evil Dead was renewed for a third season, even though only the first episode of the second season is played. Uh, it saw a 17% increase in viewership over last season in just this premiere episode, and Star said, okay, we're going to sign you up for a third season. Uh, that's wicked awesome. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. That's quick. Yeah, it's quick, and, and you know, it... it it makes me feel good because for years, I mean, after you know being a fan of Bruce Campbell, after meeting him and you know following his career, I mean, he's just such a nice guy. But he never really got a break in Hollywood to finally have a TV show where he's the lead. He's done great as backup. Burn Notice, he was great. Uh, all the the Sam Raimi Hercules and Zeta stuff. Uh, you know, he was the backup. Uh, he was the King of Thieves, I think, in that, and he was great there. But he's never really led his own show. He finally has something he's the star of, renewed for a third season, doing fantastic. You know, I wish him all the best. And it's an awesome show. If you haven't watched it, if you're a fan of uh, The Evil Dead or Army of Darkness, you've got to check it out. Yeah. You know what would be really cool? If you actually watch those movies. Uh, I love Army of Darkness, oh, by the way. Okay. That is, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, my, personally, my favorite thing that he's done... The Mater D and Spider-Man 2. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but what I was thought I you were going to say Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. But... <laughs> he was in that? Yeah, he was the voice I was of, uh, in... I think, the big bad guy in that or something. I, I didn't know that either. Not aware. No, what I was going to say, what would be really cool is if maybe we could get Ash himself to show up to one of these cons coming up in Syracuse. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. And you know what would be really cool is if we could put that spotlight on somebody that's you know, the man behind one of these comic cons in Syracuse. How would we do that? Because, right now, at the mic with us, Mr. Jason Randall from Syracuse Nerd and the brains behind the Syracuse New York Comic Con at the SRC Arena on November 13th. Hello! What's going on, man? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Glad to. Glad to finally get him on mic with us. Yeah, you've been telling me, we, he's told me a year ago, hey, yeah. we need to get this guy... In on the show. Yeah. Well, he, he says, well, Hugh can only do it in the early morning. I'm like, damn it, Hugh. Like, <laughs> early Saturday morning is not the greatest time, but whatever. We're here. It's, it's raining, but it's uh, it's okay. We're going to work it out. That's right. What else you got to do on a rainy morning? I went to soccer and sat in the rain and watched my daughter fail to score goals. Uh, this is perfect podcast weather right here. You can't beat this podcast weather. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I've never had bad podcast weather. I'll, <laughs> I'll just sit and talk about myself for hours on end, regardless. Yeah, you will. <laughs> so, the, the floor is yours, Jay, man. Tell everybody about this, the show. Okay, so we are having uh, the first uh, Syracuse Nerd Comic Con. It's, it's actually Syracuse, New York Comic Con at the SRC Arena by OCC. Huge arena. This is this brand new arena they built a couple years ago. Um, Probably a few years ago. I, I don't know how long ago it was, but everything's brand new in it. 60,000 square feet. It's one of the biggest venues in Syracuse. A lot of people are doing stuff at the On Center and, and um, at other venues and stuff like that. The On Center is 40, maybe 45,000 square feet. This is 60,000 square feet. It's got, we have um, multiple rooms for panels, for gaming. We're going to have some gaming on the floor, but we want to. Other cons that I've seen, they're always, uh, you know, kind of, it, it just seems like uh, the, the gaming is almost not in the way. It's never in the way, but it's like, it, it seems to block traffic sometimes. So we have a lot of the gaming in separate rooms to where those guys can just concentrate on that. We've got Magic the Gathering tournaments, Street Fighter tournaments, Mortal Kombat tournaments. We've got a huge uh, 50-foot screen that we're going to put one of these tournaments on. We haven't decided if that's going to be Smash Brothers. We haven't decided if that's going to be Mortal Kombat. But one of these gaming tournaments, you, as soon as you walk in, you're going to see these giant characters right up on there on the screen and it's those inflatable screens they oh, inflate sweet. them up yeah, we do a lot of gigs like that where these uh, these companies go out and they show movies at parks and stuff like that so we got one of them inside and we've got the venue to do it inside and we've got we've got probably six major industry uh, guests that have been working on comics for years that are currently working on comics we've announced two this week Ken Wheaton who has done the Back to the Future comics uh, Popeye Futurama Simpsons uh, he's worked for uh, IDW, Bongo Comics, DC, all that. And then we just announced a few days ago that we have Mike Garland, who is currently working on stuff. He's a young guy. He's known for the Turtles, uh, but he's also done your, one of your favorites, Moon Knight. My favorite. He's coloring Moon Knight right. right now. And yes. uh, what was it? Uh, Rock, Rocket and uh, Groot, that series. He's done a lot of Civil War stuff. He's, I mean, the guy's amazing. He's amazing. He's a writer, artist, colorist, and he's one of the guests there. And we've got a ton, a ton of cosplay. We've got $1,300 in cosplay contests. And, um, and that was one of the things that we wanted to do. We want to make this one of the biggest cosplay cons around. And uh, we were noticing before in other cons that we worked on, the, the high price was maybe $500. You know, top person gets 300 Everyone else gets divvied out $200, you know, between 7 you know, seven, eight people. We want to do this. The top person at this con that wins this gets three hundred dollars. The ten after that get a hundred bucks. Nice. So if you're if you place within eleven spots of our cosplay contest, you win no less than a hundred dollars. And um, and the gaming tournaments, we haven't decided the cash prizes on that, but they're going to be probably pretty close to a thousand as well. So so yeah. That's what we got so far. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So basically, if I come in my slave Leia costume, am I guaranteed a hundred bucks? Well, if you place, you got to place. <laughs> that depends on what you. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah. And if the judges are thrown up, I don't know if you're going to be able to place. You know what I mean? Yeah, just kidding. I do not have a slave Leia costume. No, he's not kidding. He really does. I'm wearing it today. <laughs> I've shared a hotel room with you. Twice. Yes. Twice. Yes. I know what you bring to conventions. This is great. All the secrets come out. This yes. Is awesome. <laughs> Imagine after we cracked the beers for beer bastards. Oh, <laughs> um, one beer split between three people. Right. Yeah. Um, can, can we can we do one more announcement? Sure. For for the show, if, if you're okay with this, you know where I'm going with Absolutely, it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 
Do you want, do you want to make the announcement, or do you want me to, or have I just got you completely puzzled right now? Which announcement was it? Was it a guest? Oh, yes. Well, well, GeekPod will be there, of course, and you guys are doing a panel, and I believe it's a podcast panel. Yes. Okay. I, that was the, the original plan, I believe. We were either going to do one about podcasting, or you were going to let us actually do a like honest-to-God live show. You do whatever you want. You do live show, you do a panel, I, I'm down with you. I mean, you guys actually, we will announce this, we've got a major, major industry guest coming up that Paul, from GeekPod, sitting next to me, actually helped us book. And um, and we're we don't want to. He's he's one of the anchors of the con, so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let him out right now. Yeah, you don't want to shoot your load too. Soon. Right, I'm not gonna shoot it too soon. But um, but anyways, um, he's coming very soon. Uh, we're we're announcing stuff. If you pay attention to the Facebook and the event page, we are announcing stuff every couple days now. Uh, just new guests. We have a ton of them piled up, and um, we're just. Announcing them, um, you know, maybe twice, three times a week now, and there's going to be even more as it gets closer. But yes, uh, Geek Pod will be there, and you guys can do, you have free range. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Free range. And you are one of the sponsors, along with, uh, we're, we're very happy to say Cloud City, which is great. Jeff's awesome. We've been trying to work with him for a long time, and, and now we, we get to do it. Uh, hopefully, we will be able to have tickets there. But we, I, I just have to confirm that. I think I think I mentioned that to Jeff, but I just want to make sure. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to like ambush him or anything. But I, I think that I think that's going to be a cool thing. There will be we will be able to have tickets uh, for sale at Voltage uh, Video Games. Sweet. At the one in the city, we've got to talk about the one in uh, Fayetteville. Yeah, I don't know if that includes that too. But they are one of the sponsors too. And there's some radio stations involved, and we'll have a sponsor announcement probably this week coming. So with all the sponsors, and we have probably about twenty of them. So yeah. You and I have done a lot of talking. I, yeah. A lot of cool stuff in the background that he's yeah. holding back. See, if it was me, I wouldn't be able to hold back. I'd be like, oh, my God. I'd just blow my wire all, yeah. all over your The problem is with chest. promoting that, though, then all of a sudden people start getting kind of desensitized to it. Because so you, you do wanna, everything at once. You yeah. want to keep them surprised. You want to keep them still involved with it and stuff like that. So this is the first con that, that Syracuse Nerd is doing. By its, I mean, obviously we have sponsors and people helping us. You've been great and everything else. But uh, before I've worked on cons where it was somebody else's con and I was hired to promote it or to do the bookings or whatever. And so now, you know, it's, it's funny. I was doing it the other day. I'm like, why aren't I as stressed out as I should be? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's my con. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, why? I should be way more stressed out. But when it's, you know, it, you are stressed because it's your money you're putting up. But I get more stressed when it's somebody else's money. You know what I mean? And it's and it's like, you know, I wanna I don't want these guys to fail because of me. Right. And now when it's mine, it's like there's way more freedom and stuff and I think it's gonna be a better just a funner con, and also we're doing something too. Uh, from the con starts, VIPs are ten uh, at ten a.m. Uh, general admission is eleven uh, a.m. and then uh, vendors will go till five, maybe six. At six starts the after party. And that's where we have uh, live music. I'll actually announce it right now. We just booked for the first act, uh, Joe Driscoll. He will be opening the um, the um, cosplay after. But we were calling it a cosplay rave. The problem is insurance will not <laughs> insure you. You have to have a policy uh, to be able to book this SRC arena. Makes and sense. my insurance would not cover uh, anything having to do with rave. They won't yeah, touch yeah it. that's kind of a buzzword. <laughs> it's like the flag. They don't yeah. want nothing to do with it. And uh, to the point, yeah, so it was bad. So it's it's an after party. It's not a rave. I mean, we're not going to have anything crazy going on there. You know, we might have some glow sticks or something like that. But we got some DJs. We got a live band. Uh, we are talking to Syracuse Improv. They have messaged us about sponsorship or something like that. And I, I talked to them at an event. And I've got 
got to confirm with them and, and give them a message back. Uh, we're kind of playing a message tag right now about it'd be great to have them open that up and then Joe Driscoll plays at 7 till 8. And um, if you've heard of Joe Driscoll, I mean, he's amazing. So we're going to have, we'll have a clip of, uh, that, that's actually first announced here. We haven't announced that yet. Outstanding. But we'll, we'll be promoting that this week with a YouTube video of him playing. You can see his stuff. He does a bunch of mashup on popular songs and stuff. He does his own music too. He's, he's amazing. He's the guy that will make all the noises and the mics and play all the instruments and stuff. And that's I mean, he just, he's a one man band. It's, it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, he'll be leading that off, and we've got some other uh, DJs that will be coming in there. And we just want these guys to have a good time. So that goes to 11 p.m. Sweet. So, yeah. So it is kind of late for a con, and it is a Sunday, but at the same time, it's 11 p.m., you know what I mean? And we're up there. It, this is not a college con, but the arena is right by the college campus. So there'll be a bunch of, you know, there'll be, there'll be all sorts of people there, you know what I mean? So, but, yeah. No. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ton of parking out there too. Ton right? of parking. It, Free it's not, parking. It, it's not like doing one of these kinds in the middle of a city where you're no. paying for a parking garage no. if you can find it, or you know, if it's downtown Syracuse, yeah. there's absolutely no fucking parking anywhere. And, and you're walking across, you don't know if you're going to get mugged. You don't know what the deal is. This is uh, this is a great area. It's right on the campus. Tons of parking, all free. Um, as soon as you come into you know the the college driveway, the SRC arena is right there. And it's just this humongous building, brand new building. It's it's beautiful, man. We're we're so happy to have it. So, so yeah, outstanding. I'm I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait. I'm excited too, man. I'm excited to see if we can pull it off. <laughs> but so far, things are going good. And you've been a huge help, man. Geekpod's been really, really great, and we appreciate it, man. We can't wait to see what you guys do. We we hope you no pressure. We can't wait yeah. to see what we yeah. do either. Hey, whether whether you have a live thing, I th- I think you can do both. I mean, the panel would only be an hour. Or, or you could do it a half hour. Yeah, you would just cut out, not broadcast. Go do the panel and then come back. You you wouldn't even need a whole lot of crew, you know. Right. I say, are you guys just thinking of this now? <laughs> to do both? Well, I didn't want to overstep bounds. I mean, I knew yeah. I was helping out, so I was like, hey, let's do a little trade off. I offered the the panel without even asking you, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of told him, I'm like, hey, guess what? This is what we're doing. Like I'd be upset about that. No. I mean, we're going to be more upset if we, we decide we're these, these big-time guys and we're doing a, a panel about podcasting. We're going to put our knowledge about podcasting out there and nobody fucking shows up. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, there will be people there, and there will be... I can tell you this right now. There, there will be people... I mean, everywhere I go, all these cons we cover. I mean, with you know, the, the other job is Syracuse Nerd, and when we go out and we cover these cons, there are always kids interested in all sorts of stuff, whether it's getting into cosplay, whether it's getting into podcasting, whether it's getting into what we do and, and uh, trying to do the events and stuff. Um, and there are always kids willing to learn, and this is uh, right by a college campus. There's going to be college kids there, and to have people that are actually, I mean, you guys are actively doing it. You know what I mean? You're at gigs. You're, we went, I, the last time I was on here, we were at the Palace Theater. You were there for a movie premiere. Yes. You know what I mean? So you're actively at gigs. You're, you, you know, you've been to Chase Con. You've been to the um, Power Cons and Sarah Cons at, at, the, at the Holiday Inn there. And, you know, so there's kids that just, there's always that thing, there's always that little blanket in the way of people doing stuff. And they just want to learn how to do stuff. And with you guys there, you can literally walk them through step by step, you know what I mean? So I think it'd be a great thing, you know? Well, I mean, that, that whole idea's been in the back of my head since Nickel City. Yeah. When we had how many people come up and say, how do you do it? Yeah. How, how yeah. do you get started podcasting? Listen, how, how was, I, I'm, I'm hearing mixed stuff on that. Was that a, a good con, a good turnout, or what? 
I thought it was fantastic. I mean, we we had um, Teddy. Teddy was there, and he said that they didn't get as many people as they expected. Right. But as a a spectator, it seemed like there was plenty of people. There was plenty of cosplay. Two, three thousand. You know, and my brain does did not have does not have the ability. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Um, it seemed busy for both days. I know some of the vendors said, you know, what was it? Sunday was better than Saturday, which yeah. I didn't expect. Um, that is odd because usually Saturday is the day. Well, right? we were also stuck in a strange place. Our little section, it was us podcasting. There was one vendor to the right. Well, no, it was a bank to the right of us. <laughs> and then there was one vendor with some specialized stuff. Teddy was right across from us. Right. We were in a corridor where really, unless somebody said, oh, look, that's Geek Pod. They had no reason to really walk down our way. So yeah. I, I didn't really get a feel. Every time we went up to walk the floor, though, it seemed like it was packed. Yeah, it was mob. There were... The- it seemed to us there was a lot of people, but we were hearing from a lot of vendors and stuff that it wasn't. It was a little disappointing. I, I've heard a lot. I've, I've heard a lot of talk from vendors about that that it was a little lower than they thought. Um, and you know, with the guests that they had, I mean, they had big sponsors. They had Topps Cards. They had Buffalo Bills. They had humongous, humongous names for sponsors. And I'm assuming they had probably big money going into that. And so, I mean, they had some big guests too, right? They had oh, some big name guests. Yeah, yeah Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, Brett Dalton, the comic book man. Now that's in May this year. Now I think right. The next one is in May. You know. You know what's funny? Uh, There was one Comic Con in May last year, and that was an off time. They're usually in April. So April starts off just packed. There's three. Like last year, it was Toracon, Flower City. I covered both of them at the same time. Like going driving back and forth. They were within like 15 minutes from each other. And then there was Chase Con, and. Now and there was no there was one in May. Now there's three in May. <laughs> it's it's crazy how it switches like that. Like they're trying to you know people try to find their foothold and stuff like that. And then you've got some like Ithacon that are pretty much in Uticon that are consistently the same dates. You know, and I wonder. I always wonder the difference. Like I always wonder if that affects you know ticket sales or anything like that when you move the dates. You know, right. But, Hey, that's how it goes. Yeah, I was just curious about Nickel City because I keep hearing stuff. I heard the same stuff about the vendors, that they didn't do that well. Um, also, the Scaracon, I heard some stuff from vendors about that as well. Um, but uh, I thought it was a good turnout. And Nickel City, I had heard something about attendance too. And um, But, you know, I'm hearing from the horse's mouth that it wasn't that bad. So It was a blast for us. I think something that might be happening, too, with, the, with a lot of these vendors is as we ramp up the number of conventions we have, uh-huh. uh, I get, look at it this way, okay? When we go to a convention, I usually try to find something to buy. How many times have I had trouble finding something? Wow. A lot. Well, it's because... Yeah. Same okay, vendors, right? Well, well, same vendors. And, okay, like, for instance, I was looking. I wanted, uh, like, a NECA Freddy Krueger or something mm-hmm. like that. I found it. I have it. I mean, unless I happen to, to roll across a pinhead or something. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing out there I'm really looking for right yeah. now. And as you keep walking around, you see the same stuff. It's all yeah. cool stuff. But I remember when I was younger, there was a Star Trek convention once a year, sometimes once every two years. Right. You'd go there and you'd spend your money because you couldn't get the shit anywhere else. Right. So now there's a place for me to buy that stuff. If right. I don't go to a store, there's a convention every month or three. Right. So you may go into that convention to see the guests. You've already bought all the shit you want. I believe last count when we, because on Syracuse Nerd we have all the conventions uh, pinned to the top of our Facebook uh, list of it and on the website. And I believe at last count it's at 64, 65 cons from the Brooklyn Bridge to the Canadian border, which wow. is our area. So the you know upstate area, we consider from the Brooklyn Bridge to the Canadian border, we consider that upstate. And in upstate we believe it's 
it's over 64 Comic Cons. Yeah, and those are all sizes. Those are small, those are big. You've got libraries now. You've got five or six libraries doing free cons because they can't, um, they can't charge money. So they're doing them colleges. I mean, like Toracon's a college con, you know, Ithacon, all that stuff. So Gen Con and all in uh, Troy. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's I crazy. think I think that your average person who is going to buy comic books is going to a store every single week, you know, week. Yeah. and maybe they'll go to a convention to find that holy grail item they've been looking for. Uh, the rest of the people, by the end of the year, they might have spent all the money on toys they planned on spending. You know what I noticed? I see more and more stores vending the stuff that they have in their stores yeah. as opposed to private dealers that all they do is shows. And those are where you find the real finds. But there's less and less of them now, and there's more and more of stores vending, which, God bless them. I mean, they want to make a living, too, oh, I yeah. understand. But it's like, when you're talking about those rare things, I mean, you, you could, if, if a store is vending there, couldn't you just go to that store and find the stuff? <laughs> you know what right. I mean? And, 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 they're, and they're not, I mean, it's not their fault or whatever, but I'm seeing less and less of these kind of, um, I don't want to call them old timers, but these guys that are real into these specific, uh, you know, collectibles. And those are the guys that we're trying to, we got a few of these guys at our con. You will see stuff that you can't find anywhere else. You can't find it at a store. These are things 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, you know what I mean, that, that are in great condition that these guys, this is what they do. This is how they make a living. They go to these cons, and that's it. They don't have stores. And um, we have some stores, too. Obviously, we've got Cloud City, um, and we've got the Voltage Games. We've got some other stores coming, too. But there's also specific collectors that we have. And to me, that's where the real fun is. You know what I mean, that's where you find the, the, the honeypots, yeah. you know. I mean, it used to be you couldn't, there was stuff you couldn't buy. You couldn't go mm -hmm. to the store for it. Me, you know, we've talked about this before. Me being a big Doctor Who fan of old Doctor Who, I mean, yeah, I couldn't find day pole figures and things like that. Right. I drove to Utica or, or special ordered something or, God forbid, back then ordered it from the UK. I have ordered stuff from the UK before there was internet, okay? It was expensive. I had to make international telephone calls and give my parents money for it to call these stores and pay for things and have them ship. Now, I, I can order it on my phone. You know, yeah, all the stuff's available in the yeah. U.S. And if it's not, you know, hey, so you pay a little in shipping. But it's a lot easier to get a hold of those things. Yeah. Same thing with even the comic guys. You know I mean, I mean, you used to only be able, you know, cons were great for finding those specific rare books. Or for finding that book that, you you know, if you had one through uh, 23 and you needed 24 to complete your collection of that comic run, you know what I mean? You went to a con to find those, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, you've got stores coming, and, and, and which is great. I mean, I love the stores. And they have a lot of comics inside. I'm not bashing the stores at all. But, like, there's private dealers as well that just deal in that stuff. And I like to have those at the cons as well. Uh, I do have some good news, though. We will have a full-scale functioning TARDIS with the blue light, everything else on top of it, at awesome. the con. So you can take pictures and everything else. You, I know you like that. So <laughs> I didn't know there was a blue light on it. Yeah, the, the light on the yeah. top. It's a police thing, so they got to have a light on there. I'm not a huge, huge uh, Who connoisseur, but there's other admins on Syracuse Nerd that know that. We have a Who person and an anime person and all that, so... But. Kind of the way this was supposed to be, yeah. Everyone was supposed to have, like, a, a specialty. Yeah, but, you know, you can't say, okay, Hugh, you're the Doctor Who guy, and we're, that means we have to talk about Doctor Who every single day. Everybody. I don't even fucking want to right, do that, okay? Right. And you're in the comics, and you're into more stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, we're all kind of versed in a bunch of stuff, but I don't know. Like, when this Pokemon Go stuff came out, <laughs> I was, uh, we sponsored this, um, we sponsored something. I don't want to 
say too much, but we sponsored this thing, and they were doing tours in the city and stuff. And they said, "Oh, well, we need we we need someone to be a guide and let us know where all this stuff is." And I'm like, oh, "I didn't know a damn thing. I didn't know anything about the stuff." And so I had to go and get someone else to bring them in and stuff like that. There's just there's so much geek stuff. It's so much nerd stuff. You're not going to know all of it. Yeah, you know I mean, between all the gaming, all the, we weren't going to get into gaming because there was so much of it. Now we do all the gaming events because you know, we have to. It's it's just there was so much of it that it just forced us to do it. And um, and you know, Star Wars, Doctor Who. I mean, there's just so much. I mean, Game of Thrones, all the fantasy, all the sci-fi that you're not going to know all of it. It's just the yeah. way it is. You just do your best, and you know, I mean, I'm an old comic guy. That's how I got into the thing. You know I mean, originally Syracuse Nerd was I had this great idea for the name. Syracuse Nerd was going to be called Syracuse Super News. That was the original name for about six hours. And, I'm like, wow. <laughs> and then I was just looking through it, and I think we talked about this before, but I was watching The Nerdist and everything, and I was I was watching all the interviews through Chris Hardwick and stuff, and then a bunch of us got together. I brought in some partners. We all started kicking around ideas, and Syracuse Nerd came out. And so that's how it all started. But, um, but yeah, I mean, nobody's going to know all this stuff. There's so much stuff to know, man. You just do your best for what you can, and whatever you don't know, you, you try to find someone and bring them in, you know? Right. Whatever we don't know, we we go call Geek Pod. So that's how we there do it. There you go. So. Yep. We're on the hotline. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Jay, you're going to hang out for a while, right? Yeah, I'm here. Perfect. You want to roll right into your news? We can roll into the news. Got uh, some stuff to go over this week. Let me get my preparation tablet. here. Uh, it isn't too long, you know. I, I figured, you know, we might have some other stuff to talk about this week. So. Uh, let's get started. First up in the news, virtual realistic expectations. PlayStation VR hit this week, and while everyone has talked about how amazing the technology is, a lot of the game reviews shared a common thread. It was cool, but there wasn't much to do. Watching things and being immersed is awesome, and that's something we've wanted VR for for a very long time. But a lot of the launch titles are on rails or have less interactivity than other games. Now, I was reading a review of the Batman VR game, and they were talking about how awesome it is that you can you know, do the game's detective mode in VR. Are, but all the fights are cinematics. You oh. know, you're, you're not actually doing anything. And the same thing with Until Dawn. Now, if you haven't played Until Dawn, awesome cinematic game. I mean, it's kind of like a, you're controlling a movie. So there's not as much interactivity as in other games, but it's still a lot of fun. Uh, it's an on-rail shooter, and it's you know even less interactive than the original game, which is almost hard to imagine is possible. So it, it seems like a lot of people are saying, hey, this is some great stuff. But, and I kind of feel like we've talked about VR before and we kind of expressed the same concerns. You know, I, I think the game makers, first of all, I don't think this is going to be the next coming of VR. That's probably two iterations down the road, only because it doesn't matter how awesome it is, there's going to be early adopters, you're going to have trouble making games, and you're, you're not going to get the average PlayStation gamer either. A, they're not going to be able to afford it, or B, the games just aren't going to be as good. You know, until we change the way we're thinking about making games. That's my opinion. Next up, Pixel Imperfect. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the Google Pixel line of phones was announced this week. Really, it's been leaked all last month and everybody <laughs> knew everything already, but... It's they, official now. Yeah, it's yeah. official now. They're basically replacing the Nexus line. Now, one of the great things about the Nexus line from Google is uh, Google would tap a manufacturer that year to make their phone. It's the Google phone. Um, no locked bootloaders. Uh, basically, it was all open. Google pushed out all the updates. So you'd get your updates really fast. Now, uh, 
you know, I'm a former Verizon employee, and uh, I'm not super happy with a lot of the choices that the company makes. Uh, well, Google came out and said, yeah, we're going to take care of all the security updates and all the updates for everybody else, but on Verizon, they're going to be releasing the software updates. So basically, somehow, Verizon has leveraged themselves over Google, which means, it, I mean, basically, if you get the new Galaxy Note 7, you're going to get your next update for the Verizon Pixel somewhere between after you've upgraded two more times or never. <laughs> is what it comes down to. Um, kind of ridiculous that they're letting Verizon have that kind of pull with their phone. Am I surprised? Honestly, I am. I kind of figured Google was more powerful than Verizon. They should be. It's amazing what money can do. Yeah. Next up, an arrow to the ratings. Now, I don't know if you caught the premiere of Arrow this week, but the, ra- the ratings have dropped 29 to 30% over last season. Ouch. For this, or for, yeah, huge drop. What, what year are they in now? Five? Uh, five, yes. Yeah. They're in year five. It's, uh, I mean, if you study that stuff, it's, it's about right, though. They start to drop after a while. Yeah, I mean, they do. That, this fifth year would be the time that it does that. Now, a lot of people are thinking, though, that this has more to do with the fact that I guess a lot of fans are unhappy with the past two seasons. You know, everyone bitches about Oliver and Felicity and all that stuff. Uh, I personally didn't care about the romance, didn't bother me. I thought the last two seasons were inter- interesting, but they focused a lot on supernatural elements. Um, this year, they're trying to get more grounded back into, you know, what Arrow was when it started. And they're not in, like, CW cancellation. Right. Zone. They don't have to worry about that. But that is a pretty big drop, even if it is season five. Yeah. I mean, when you look at all the other superhero stuff on CW and how big it is. Well, that's a great point because it's graded on a curve. So as Arrow's been going on, Arrow's almost uh, being showed as an old maid at this point because mm-hmm. you've got Luke Cage out. You've got Daredevil. You've got all these other S.H.I.E.L.D. That are, now, I know I understand those are Marvel, but you have other shows that are Supergirl that are being launched within two, three years now, you know what I'm saying, or first yeah. years. And now those are the shows that people are going to and Arrow's kind of becoming old news, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not that it is. I mean, it still has a huge fan base. I'll tell you what I'd like to see. Remember the old comics where him and Green Lantern would go and hit the streets and stuff? Yeah. And that, 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 that one comic series, and it, I think it was just Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Yes. And, yeah, and a road gr- trip, right? Yeah. yeah. And Green Our Arrow... Yeah, and Green Arrow was trying to teach uh, Hal, you know, how to be, you know, with the people and on the land. That stuff isn't just about space. That you know, yeah. you, you fight crime, whatever. I'd love to see something like that for them to launch a, 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 a great Hal Jordan on that show, and then have them kind of partner up for the next couple seasons. I think that that'd be, would be a killer. Cool. You know I would I mean? love that. I, we know it's not going to be Ryan Reynolds, and it's probably also okay. not going to happen. Yeah. But, but, right, but I'll tell you what: they, if they put Nathan uh, Phillips, oh, you know, what, oh, wouldn't no. that be cool? Wouldn't would that be, be amazing? Good. What's he doing? I mean, is he still doing Castle? I think Castle ended. God, See, there you go. We got an opening. Yeah, I mean. Well, well, you know, if if they're, I mean, they're letting us, you know, Supergirl have Superman. I, I, it seems like WB is more open to that kind right. of thing now, letting there be two universes. Maybe then, because you know, everyone wanted uh, Nathan Fillion to be Hal Jordan, and I mean, you know, they're not going to tap him for the movies because right. he's not young and sexy yeah. enough anymore. But he'd be perfect. But he's the a TV, TV guy, absolutely, man. I mean, he's oh, a killer TV guy. That would be fantastic. Probably ain't going to happen, but it's nice to dream, you know. Oh, that's, absolutely. That's what we do. I think he might be a little too old for the dynamic, though, because if you got to do the whole best friend thing with Ali. And Barry, and then he's that much older than both of them. What if he does the mentor thing? Well, I don't know. I mean, now the actor is in his thirties, right? Nathan's in his er, probably early forties. Yeah, still looks like in good shape. The actor's probably got to be early thirties. You know what I mean? And Hal, at this time, had been when you read the comic, he was uh, he wasn't older than Ollie. They were around the same age, but he was you know he, he was an established hero. And the whole point of the series was that. 
you know, uh, Ali had been hitting the streets and stuff and working the streets, and Al was disconnected from that. You know what I mean? And so he would kind of be able to play this guy that is established, this established, you know, superhero, right under the ranks of Superman. I mean, Al Jordan was picked as one of the biggest, you know, one of the most, uh, you know, uh, reputable superheroes right under uh, Superman. I mean, he led the Justice League, all this other stuff. And so... You know, it kind of would be. It would be cool. I think it could work, even with the age difference. You yeah. Know what I mean, I mean, and if not, they can get another actor in there. But the problem is, they always get this. They always get this good-looking young guy mm-hmm. who can barely act. It's his first major role, yeah. and it just looks like crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or and, they pull some kid from Glee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. They start singing. It's a hard knock life <laughs> in a ghetto somewhere. That'd be great. All right, last up on the news. You ready for it? I'm going to sing. Na, 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 Shatman! I saw this. It was announced that William Shatner is set to voice Two-Face in the sequel to Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Um, That stars Adam West and Burt Ward Ward reprising their uh, roles as Batman and Robin. Now, it's going to be fun because Two-Face never appeared on the original show, so they can really do whatever they want with it. They don't have to, to follow anybody's lead. Um, I'm pretty excited about that just because I love William Shatner. You know, he's my hero. So I, I think that it's it's if they're going to continue making these movies, they can expand that mythology in some really cool ways that um, they couldn't do if they were trying to do anything live action. Right. Or that they couldn't do, you know, in, uh, in comic book, because the Batman 66, I mean, they just announced they're doing a, a crossover with Wonder Woman 77. That's all great, but you can't have William Shatner play a character in a comic book. It just no. doesn't work. I, I'm really looking forward to these movies. I'm hoping that... Uh, uh, they get some more interesting people in there yeah. for some of these roles. And uh, that's the news, kids. Now take that clown mask off before someone kills you with fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a good point to uh, take a break for uh, some words from our sponsor. Okay. Come savor that Louisiana flavor at the Creole Soul Cafe, the best of Nolans right here in Syracuse. Be sure to check out the monthly special coupon exclusively for GeekPod listeners. Get yours at geekpod.com or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash geekpod. Bring your coupon into one of the two convenient locations in Syracuse, downtown at 128 East Jefferson Street or in the food court at the Shoppingtown Mall. Tell them GeekPod sent you. The Creole Soul Cafe. Savor that Louisiana flavor. Okay, and we are back, and we are going to do our Beer Bastard segment. Now, this week we have uh, an interesting beer. It is uh, from a company called Kirin Ichiban. This appears to be a uh, Japanese beer, 100% malt. This particular brew is Kirin's Prime Brew, so I'm guessing this is like their Budweiser. Uh, It's their lead uh, offer. Uh, On this uh, bottle it says, Brewed for Good Times. Well, that's good, because I would not want to drink a beer that was brewed for awful shitty times. That would not be something good to put on a label. Now... I don't know about you guys, I kind of smelled this as I was pouring. Very, um, it reminds me of something, help me yeah. out. Yeah, it reminds me of cheap beer. Yes, yes, it, it reminds me It smells like, of, just the smell, I haven't tasted it, so in fairness to these guys, but it, just the smell of it, I'm like, this is like Ham's beer my grandpa used to have, like, in 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm thinking whatever it is with the uh, the can with the fish on it, that's like $2 a six-pack up in the Altmeyer uh, Fish <laughs> Bait and Tackle store. Also, I believe the beverage for real bad times is called the hard liquor. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the beverage, hey, want to make those bad times worse? <laughs> yeah. Not not have, having success making your own bad yeah, decisions. Yeah. Have you been in jail lately? Have some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh let's let's give this a go. 
Yeah, that tastes like tastes cheap like beer. cheap beer. You know what? And, and the smell and everything. I got it now. I got I, I got my finger on it. Beer ball. That's the smell I'm getting. Remember yeah. the beer balls from like the nineties? Yeah. Did they even still mm. make those things? I don't think so. Yeah this this is not my. This is not beer. the best. Do you guys remember Ov splits? I mm. do. Like they, you like, could just—I mean—they would just slide right down. I thought, you know, I actually thought those things tasted like mushrooms. I, the thing of it is, it was—it wasn't great tasting beer, but they were so little <laughs> that you just when they were cold, you could just have like twenty of them, and they're like, "Oh man, I'm wasted. What the hell?" I'm thinking I would prefer an OV split right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had another beverage before this, so I don't know if that affected my taste buds, but. I don't think it's that bad as a guy that's drink like when I go to you know bars and stuff like that, and I'll get like a cheap, I'll get like a cheap draft beer. I like I, lo- I love draft beer; it's my favorite thing. I I don't know why people when they go to bars they get bottles and cans when you can get that at the store. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Like draft is what you should be getting at a bar. Anyways, I've had worse. So the smell is a pretty big deterrent. I mean, it's bad, but the taste of it I don't think is that bad at all. I think it smells like it tastes. I'm definitely yeah. getting a Matt's beer ball. Well, well you know... Oh, it does have a little bit of an aftertaste. Uh. You know, here's the thing, though. I mean, I'm not a total beer snob. I used to drink lots of cheap beer, so right. I don't mind it. Like, I, I would not turn this down. Right. But I would not buy it again. Right. Between Paps and this, what's the big one? Paps, right? I would probably go with a PBR. Yeah, I would go with a PBR. I blue ribbon it all the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's made a comeback. The, the, the branding on that has made a comeback in the last few years. I even drew a thumbs down on it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was kind of hoping with a name like, you know, Itchy Bond, maybe there was some rice in there or something. It'd right. be a, a different flavor, but I, I'm surprised. I mean, they, they can ship their shitty beer over here and sell it mm-hmm. as craft beer. I, I guess, you know, I, if you go to Japan, I bet there's PBR in bottles right there. Right. <laughs> well, look at, you ever see Red Stripe, the Jamaican beer? Mm-hmm. That's, that's just Budweiser for made in Jamaica. I mean, that's yeah. all that is in a, fa- in a, not a fancy bottle, but it's like, the bottle looks like a jug. I mean, it it's an like old school bottle. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's literally like just Schlitz. Jamaican Budweiser. I mean, that's all it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's beer bastards. Yeah. Um, moving I, on. This, this that's a be, cool segment. That's pretty cool. This may be our first non, totally non-positive. Uh, For everyone bastards. involved, because there yeah. was other ones where some of us were not happy. Those were usually my beers. Yeah. Paul does not like my beers. That's not well, true. Some, of, some of them are really good. Actually, you know what? I the the mint beer, the the chocolate mint. Uh, I think is the mint comes through a lot, but it's very earthy mint. But the uh, strawberry Oktoberfest is fucking amazing. When well, are we getting those ones? I can bring it next time. What do you like, the darker beer? I like all beer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm making my own now, so I'm partly limited by what I can find on sale. You know, Which because you know, making beer it's not super expensive, but it's not cheap. And yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still early days, so I'm buying the. Uh, the cans of liquid malt extract, and they generally go by a theme, you know, a light beer, a right. stout, an Oktoberfest, and then I'm making adjustments to that as I as I make it. Yeah. Um, so I recently did a, a strawberry Oktoberfest. Okay. And I did um, a chocolate mint stout, and I, I think they both came out incredible. Uh, they're fantastic. Um, I actually brewed another batch um, after our last show, and that I'm excited for this. This is going to be a... Uh, Chocolate orange stout. Ooh! I think I told you that I was thinking about going that route. Now, my, the first, the initial boil, um, I put in fresh, freshly squeezed orange juice and orange pulp, along with a little bit of orange extract and uh, a bunch of cocoa powder. Because I, I couldn't find cocoa nibs, and I was like, you know what? I had the powder. Let's just run with. I it. got a name for it. You know how Blue Moon is the orange drink? Yeah. 
Dirty Moon. <laughs> Maybe. That'd be the name oh. of your stuff, man. But then after that, because it's been in, it's been in the keg for a week fermenting. Uh, um, I know that a lot of people will add a secondary, because um, the strawberry. I added the strawberry in the initial one. That's the one that blew up. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, I got the cat back on it. The beer wasn't ruined. But the strawberry's not super strong. But you get a, one of the you get a, like a, a flavor of the strawberry you don't normally get. Even even eating them, I'm just surprised by what came over. A lot of people get a stronger flavor by adding it in the secondary, which means after your keg's been sitting there for a week, open it up. Pour some more stuff in there, put it back on, leave it for two more weeks. So yesterday I did, again, a bunch of uh, uh, cocoa powder and um, just the orange extract, uh, natural orange extract, because it's uh, made with alcohol. And they recommend uh, a lot of times like either steeping stuff in, in uh, vodka for a few months and adding that because mm. you don't want to introduce bacteria to your beer at this point because mm. it's still very delicate. It's built up some alcohol content so it can resist it. But by mixing the cocoa powder with the orange extract, which already has alcohol in it, it's sterile. That's why I went with that this time instead of putting more fresh orange in there because I didn't want to introduce any kind of bacteria into it and ruin the batch. So we'll see. It's going to sit in the keg for two more weeks, uh, and then it's probably going to have to sit in the bottles for three weeks before I even touch it. So we're, we're talking Christmas time. You know, I believe in Rochester I saw a thing called Rochester Nerds That Drink. And I noticed in Syracuse we don't have anything like that. There's, there's, well, all, all, they all drink. They just don't talk about yeah. it. We're not broadcasting. There's, well, we are. But. Yeah. There is something called the Toxic Lakers, which is uh, a bunch of artists that get together and they they draw and they drink. It's basically drink and draw. Like uh, I don't know if you ever, kinds, yeah, yeah. When, when you've been to Twin Tears, they had, Twin Tears has a, an amazing drink and draw. They they get all the VIPs, they get all the artists, and we go to the there, there's this place they go to and we drink and we eat and they we draw and everybody has a great time. But it'd be great to start a group. I've been thinking about that doing a group, but just uh, little activities of geeks and nerds that want a beer, you know what I mean, want to socialize, want to go out somewhere, you know what I mean, and not not get too crazy, but have a couple beers or whatever, get to know each other, you know, I think it'd be cool, because we're such introverts, I mean, the scene yeah. is such introverts, by nature, just being a geek and nerd, you're kind of inside, but we all are really, you know, social beings as well, you know It's just most I mean, people don't understand what we're saying when we open our mouths. Right, so imagine a bunch of people that all know who, and all know comics, and all know that, and we're having a couple beers, and we're, you know, there's strength in numbers, we're all out together, you know, no, no <laughs> one's going to... No one's going to hurt us, you know what I'm saying? We can get our cars together, we can go to the parking lot, you know, we can go to the bars. But yeah. yeah I don't think we get beat up anymore, at least not at this age. I, well, you you guys are good-sized guys, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get, when I go to the bar by myself... He's good size, it's, I'm fat. It's, <laughs> I think once you get old, the, the, the dudes out there, the younger dudes out there are like, oh, why bother? Why? I mean, it's like charity. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to mess with this skinny little nerd. I'll leave him alone. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> right? You know, what they really should be thinking is, man, he's old, he has experience, he might just, you know, forego the fists and bite my neck out. <laughs> In your mind, they should be thinking that. You know what I'm saying? In our minds, they should be thinking that. But remember when you were young and you yeah. were just sizing people up at 23, 24? But like, oh, I can take that, too. I can take that, too. Yeah, I can take that, too. I'm just going to Rick Grimes some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, okay, yeah, the Beer Bastards so the, segment kind of got extended there. That was yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. That works. So what do we got next, Paul? Um, <clears throat> but it's extending the segment, I've been told, actually, that that, that should be a spinoff show. Absolutely, it should be. Just Especially do a Beer Bastards. One of, the, we, we have one of the colleges, number one most party colleges in, in the country, it's been ranked, you know, obviously Syracuse University, and Syracuse has been ranked as one of the most drinking towns 
Yeah, I mean, and so and we've got a lot of craft beer, a lot, a lot of, a lot of, um, you know, uh, people doing their own distilleries, everything else. It, it definitely should be, man. I want in on that one. <laughs> well, well, you know, here, here's that's the, the other popular thing, by the way. Everyone says it should be. I want to be on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, then there itself. You'll get sponsors. Now that one, that's big sponsors right there. I mean, there's, there'll be a lot of sponsors coming out of the room. You know what? I think the the and I'm not saying that I, I think we shouldn't, but what you run into with that is this: if you're actually going to taste beer, okay, it's one thing. If you want to have a podcast, get together and drink and get stupid, that's one podcast. Right. Beer Bastards uh, is supposed to be, or what we talked about it being, is trying some different beers. Once you get past three beers with these, you really shouldn't be trusting your taste buds anymore. Right. You may not be drunk, but you're not going to capture it. Uh, I think that the format of doing it to taste the beers and talk about them doesn't work as a full podcast. Um, the format of getting hammered and drinking, I'm sure, I think, why not? I think three beers, I mean, I, I did some uh, surveys years ago, and they give you this, like in the mall and stuff, yeah. and they, you, you eat a candy or something, you eat something they give you, you eat a cracker, you eat water to wash all that out, and you eat it again, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you could do that shit, or you could just do, I mean, three beers and then a discussion like what we're all having. I think that's a good half an hour show. I mean, I, I think there is something to it, man. I, I would I would look into it. Would the discussion be about things other than beer? Because that's what I'm saying about the no. actual discussion of beer. I don't know that that has... Because you're talking, you're evaluating each beer. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're tasting each beer. We're talk, I mean, just that one, just this beer now, we've been talking 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, right. I, mean, I, I don't know that's how long it's been. That's a good so, point. So now you have three beers. You talk about the location. You talk about where it started. Maybe we even interview the people that started it. I mean, there's a story in everything. You know what I mean? And so th- this this guy that, 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 that just said, fuck it, he left his job. He's 45. He's got kids, whatever. And he started his own brand. He got the labels. He got all this stuff. To talk about that process talk, talk about what was in his head when he started that, that's all story in there you know what i mean that's all yeah. show you know so i don't know something to no, think that's, about that, that's a good way to extend it thank you Hugh. i appreciate it. That. No, no, <laughs> that's a really good idea all right <laughs> you're gonna catch that on syracuse nerd next week <laughs> <laughs> i can see the story for this one now a guy goes what are we going to do with all this beer the japanese people here won't drink send it to america they'll drink it i bet you you get free beer all the time, and I and I think the sponsors will come out of the woodwork. I really do. Well, you know, I really wish we could get hooked up with Empire Brewery. They have a beer I want to try so badly I don't right see now. Why I you can't cut find it. it? If you guys see Deep Purple from Empire Brewery, please pick it up. I will pay you for it. It's a, a um, beer made with New York State grapes. They just had a big kickoff yeah. for it. Um, it's starting to ship. I, mean, I believe a few weeks ago it started to ship, but I yeah. have not been able to find it. Have you guys tried Not Your Daddy's Root Beer or Not Your Father's yes. Root Beer or whatever yes. it is? I had that on Myra last year after Twin Terrors Comic Con. That stuff was, it was five bucks at the freaking hotel bar, but it was amazing, man. It's good stuff. That is incredible. If you like root beer and you like beer, it's, I know it sounds like a, uh, like some kind of messed up thing, but it's not. It's excellent. I mean, it's great. You get the best of both worlds. But, yeah. I would like to, I'll tell you what, I'll help on this pod. If you guys do that beer podcast, I'll help in any way. <laughs> I don't think Syracuse Nerd could really sponsor it because it's just, it's beer and stuff, but I mean, who well, knows? Well, it, 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 what it really depends on is this, I think. If it's going to get rowdy, raunchy, and ridiculous, well, then you probably want to keep the brand away, but if you're just going to drink beers and yeah. talk about them, there's nothing wrong with it. I would that. do three beers. I would do three new beers that day, and to be honest with you, with the discussion already, if you're doing a half an hour segment uh, that maybe could turn into an hour later on but you know two beers might be just enough i mean we're still talking about this damn shit you know what i mean <laughs> so i mean i think 
three bears, three new bears, and like, look at what you got. This is from what Japan or something. That's correct. Yes. Okay, so if we got a foreign one, we got a local one, and then we got some new upstate domestic one. Yeah, you know I mean, you fit all those three categories. Boom. You know what I mean? Damn. I see these looks. I'm here to help. You know what that is, yeah. right? Yeah. No, those are is. gears turning. Yeah. Listen, I don't get hired to do events for nothing, guys. you got to have <laughs> no, ideas. This, you know what I'm saying? This is good. <laughs> well, this certainly gives me an idea of what it could be because that, that was kind of my, my thought was that the, the format is limited, limited with how far, how far you can take it without it turning into something else. This is definitely a good idea. That something else becomes that after Bear Bastards party. Okay, so that's a separate bear cast. Say we start getting lit. Say we just want to have fun. Everybody's you know good. Everybody's wives are at work and the kids are taken care of and blah blah blah. We've had the three bears. Now we want to try a couple more. Then that is a bonus podcast afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now they hear the fun part. Hey, we're six bears deep. Uh, we we got three from China. We got that. You know what I mean? So what? The Beer Bastards After Party. Yeah. I love it. That's basically the aftermath of Beer Bastards. Sounds which like is a- the one that everyone already wants to be on. Like, <laughs> we've had Andrew say it. Laura say it. Random people we've Because that's the funnest come up one. With it, is I just want to come and drink on Mike. Yeah. But there's still a lot of merit in just three beers. The real show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's still a lot of merit. I mean, look at all the good stuff we just got out of this. You know what I mean? And then it's one beer. Out of a sip of beer. Yeah. A sip of bad beer. Yeah. yeah. By the way, is there more beer? Or are we... Is no, that that's, it? that's... 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 Yeah, I have to go back to my kids today. Uh, <laughs> Same here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But yeah, you would do three beers, and then you would talk about the origins of it, and the origins of the owner, and you know, whatever. And Man, one episode with him, we're going to come back as a whole new show. I know, Re- <laughs> reinvention. Let's do it. You guys doing it again next week, right? Um, or, next or week's next probably week, yeah. not, no. We, we never do back-to-back episodes. Oh, you don't, do, you don't do it weekly? No. Oh, it's usually, I, usually I, bi-weekly. Yeah. I'm glad I can then. Yeah. All right. Well, I maybe mean, yeah, not, not that we wouldn't want to, but it's just a matter of making mm. schedules work and things. You like got that. families and stuff, and I get yeah. it. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky because my wife works during on Saturdays, so she'll be working until five o'clock. It's really just the, uh, you know, she has to watch our daughter while I'm gone, right? Which I mean, she'd do that anyway, but it's my day off. I should be there, so I try to like next Saturday. I'll probably do something with uh, my because I have uh, one daughter that's with us, and I have two older daughters right. from a previous marriage right. they're with us on the weekend so i try to do something with the kids on the off weekends and of course on the geek pod weekends i'm here i have a dog but he knows i date so okay. <laughs> he's all right with that yeah he's all right with it he doesn't like the drinking though nothing worse yeah. than a jealous dog yeah well whatever we're stuck together <laughs> yeah i decided i don't like dogs why? Oh, you're not a cat dude, are you? I didn't think I was. Oh, I hated no. Cats. I said I hated cats. That's from being married, man. It got to you. I've been married That's... twice, and I still thought I hated cats, I okay? <laughs> no, it was... My daughter insisted my little one wanted a kitten, and we got a right. kitten from uh, my brother-in-law's ex-girlfriend, something. I'm not... Whatever. Uh, it, she turned out to be amazing. Now, we have two dogs. Yeah. They are the stupidest dogs on the face of the planet. We got cursed. And our last dog, who uh, we had to have put down because she got old, also stupid. Yeah. Just dumb as a box of rocks. I remember dogs being smart. I mean, these dogs really... I mean, a few weeks ago, okay, our chocolate labby, okay, big, thick dog, hard head, yeah. whenever you go to let her out, she runs up right by the door and jumps up and down as high as she can while you're trying yeah. to hook the other dog up. Uh, a few weeks ago... 
The other dog wasn't in the same place. She was over. I bent over to, to hook her up. Dog jumps up, headbutts me right in the forehead, knocks me on the floor. My wife's in the other room working. She's like, what happened? She puts the call on me. I'm, I'm laying there. I'm like this on the floor because the dog just about knocked me out. Here's the deal with a dog, though. It's a poor man's security system. Even a dumb dog, even a little dog, can still bark and give you a five-second, ten-second notice when some, somebody's breaking in the fucking window. You know what I mean? Uh, a cat can't do... A cat will literally watch the fucking guy walk in the window. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Our dogs, though, they they bark at everything. I yeah. mean, if, if you wear a hat, if you are somebody, if you're their owner and you have anything on your head, they bark. If you talk in a slightly different voice, they bark. Have you ever been robbed since you had the dogs? No, but that's probably... You should hug your dogs. We Go home tonight and hug your dogs. We had them, give them a treat. They save, they've been saving your lives on multiple occasions. We have zombie boards on our doors. Nobody's getting through those fuckers. <laughs> and I kid you not, there are brackets and, and boards. I believe you. Maybe that's why nobody's coming to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, hey, I hear there's an event coming up at uh, Landmark, and I hear it's pretty awesome. Oh, is that the Karak Zombie Ball? I believe that's that. The zombie ball. That is it. Look at him. When is that? That is October 28th, 8 p.m., Landmark Theater, right downtown Syracuse. And now you guys, are. what are you guys doing? Are you going to that? Are you getting tickets to that, or what are you doing? Um, look at that. My God, he's just softballing us. It's his show now. Look at that. No, 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 no. Um, And this is exclusive. This is, like, the first time this is being uttered anywhere, (sighs) other than in my workplace the other day when this all came down. Um, GeekPod is um one of the featured guests at the K Rock Zombie Ball. How cool! Wow. Is that? We uh we've been asked, and and I can say that in all honesty, we, we were asked, and you can confirm this. I sent you the pictures. You did. You did send um, them to me. Because typically, when we do these other events, it's because I will reach out and say, "Hey," or you know, Jason will reach out to people for us and say, "Hey." Get these guys. Absolutely. Because that's how we got into ChaseCon. Yeah. Um, but Nickel City and all of Teddy's stuff, that was because I reached out and said, please, please give us a spot. Um, <laughs> when people ask me for podcasters, you're the first ones I go to. So. We appreciate that. Um, but we were asked to set up and record from K-Rock's Zombie Ball. That is pretty awesome. Now, do you think they would mind if there's some Syracuse Comic Con flyers on there? And I believe that the organizers, we could probably give a good deal with tickets or whatever else they wanted. So maybe I, that's uh, something you could talk to them. I would definitely reach out to... Yeah. Is it safe to say my good friend at K-Rock now? It sure seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah. How cool is that? Now, who, now cool. what's... Can you name? Can you mention them? I, I um, Yes. That would be uh, Josh Grosvent from the morning. Show. Oh wow! The, the show, yeah. I listen to Josh. He's he's a, he's a buddy now. We uh, yeah. we still have to do our part and get AJ on too. Like we keep yeah. saying we're going to. And um, did you see the part in the message where Josh said he wants to come back? Uh, you know, I didn't catch that. He but that's cool. I mean, I'd love to have him here again. He was an awesome guest. He was a lot of fun. That we is. just want him to come back because those are the episodes that I really prepare for. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, I hadn't, even, I hadn't even thought of that insult, Paul, but now that you brought it up, yeah, it'd be nice to see you prepared. You know, do something for yeah. once. I, it, dude, I, I don't mind carrying the world on my shoulders, but man, I'm getting tired. I'm getting real tired. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be a sore back at this point. That's oh, it, I'm is. Sure. it certainly is. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, that's, I wasn't expecting for it to roll in like that. But uh, look at how, how is it Jason comes in and he's already got the ability to sandbag me? 
<laughs> well, well, I happen to run another <laughs> uh, another organization, so I have a little bit of uh, experience in it. Maybe I don't have the podcast experience, but try to, you know, when you do all these events, you kind of got to see things as a puzzle, and you try to, you know, I don't know, you try to list everything, and well, you know, we've been doing it for a while now, so, but yep. but yeah, that was a good segue. You know, sometimes Paul relies on me for those, but since I can't actually see what he has written down... Or understand what it is that's Yeah, it makes there. it difficult sometimes, unless I have it in my notes, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been... I mean, every since we started the site, I think we've talked about this before, but say, and I think we talked about it on air before, but since we started the site, everybody's been podcast, 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 podcast. And my whole thing is, I never... Me and the other people that have started it, and there's a few of us, we never wanted to reinvent the wheel. If somebody was already doing something, the whole reason Syracuse Nerd started because there was nothing else like it in Syracuse, and then there was nothing else like it in in upstate New York. So we always say from Syracuse for upstate, but we do we list all the events for all of upstate New York, and uh, and we go and we cover them all. We go to the cons and we you know promote them and everything else. We find the event, we promote the event, we cover the event, you know blah blah blah. And as as many as we can. I mean, we're human beings. There's a ton of them. You know, people have real jobs. I mean, people have kids and families, and we do the best we can. But with podcasts, I've really been dragging my. I've been I've been postponing and postponing as much as I can because I really I like you guys. And first of all, there's 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 always going to be other podcasts. Yes. If you guys talk about something, we talk about something, and it's in the geek genre. I guarantee it's not going to be the same thing. Almost always, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I look at your guys' pages, and I see you guys post stuff, and we're posting stuff. It's completely different, but it's still geek and nerd stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We've talked, me and Paul talked about, about this before. There's so much room. It's a big, big sandbox, humongous sandbox. Very, very dirty sandbox, Hugh. I don't know if you heard, but... Anyways, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I, I that... I can't say I know anything about your dirty sandbox. Is that right? obviously... Um, Hugh, please. Uh, <laughs> obviously, what I'm saying is that it would be... I would just assume subcontract all podcasts to GeekPod, you know, and everything else. That's something we got to talk about. Eventually, we'll probably have to have our own thing for when we do. You guys aren't going to hit every gig that we're at. And, and most cons give you two, three passes. For us to have the cosplayer, the artist with us, the photographer, and then two other guys, you know, six passes, that's a huge thing for a con to do. Yeah. It's almost stronger that we can say, hey, you know, bring GeekPod in, put us next to them, and then we're all one unit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I think there's going to be, you know, hopefully we have future talks and, you know, uh, coming up soon. And, um, but, you know, yeah, we'd like to, you know, we like to continue to work with you guys. Well, and I think that working together makes more sense than, and, and I don't want I to say so. competition in no. the traditional sense no. because we like each other. But I think if we, we bind, would be. if we bind up, we get rid of the competition. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We we get rid of that shit. You know what I mean? Like we say, you know, it's like uh, you guys let us have the events. We let you have the you know podcast or whatever. You know what I mean? And now we're not Syracuse Nerd is no longer. Just kind of like a nerd news site, although we are getting back to our roots with that. We want to start doing more original stories and stuff like that, especially this winter after con season's over. But my end of it will be, you know, people will continue to run Syracuse Nerd. My end will be to put on events with the Syracuse Nerd brand, and that's what I really want to do. And after all these vendors, you know, when we started this, we wanted to put vendors and artists to work. That was the whole point. We, there was no site that was listing the events so vendors could find it or artists. You know, and there was no site that was promoting what these vendors and artists had. And we want to get back to that and and promoting these guys. You know, these guys aren't, you know, uh, crying about stuff. They're not going on 
you know, welfare many, many times. You know, they're working. They're working two jobs. They're working their day job, and then they're going out and they're making uh, Darth Vader pillowcases or Wizard of Oz uh, cutting boards. Yeah, you know I mean, and no one is promoting them. And that's what we we want to get back, and we want to start doing vendor highlights and stuff like that. And that might be a really great segment for the show as well. Yeah, I mean, that's something that we would like to produce if you guys do that. Yeah, I mean, we like to be involved with that. But, um, but yeah, so we want to start doing that. And, um, but I'd like to, you know, there's, you got to make a living. And I've been hired for doing booking at different events and stuff like that. And I'm continuing going with that and promoting and stuff like that. And so this con is one thing that we're going to do to kind of get revenue in to continue the nerd news and this whole Syracuse nerd thing. You know, obviously we sell shirts. We're not in the shirt business. We're doing that just so we can continue to do what we have to do. I mean, we got we all have to operate on money. We have to eat at these cons. We have to drive to these cons. We have to pay throughway tolls, hotel fees, all this stuff. You know, and we do the little stuff that we do. I have... We have way more money into this thing than we've ever gotten back. Tenfold. Yeah. And you guys, I'm sure, understand that. Oh, yeah. Yes. When, you're, when you're talking about your passion, you're talking about, you know, everybody's like, oh, wow, that's so great, so noble, you know, what you guys are doing, you know, you're just, you're promoting people and da da da. Yeah, it's great, but no one gives you no money for it. <laughs> that's what they don't tell you. And so you got to go out and get that. And that's where these events are, and that's what this Comic Con is about. It's trying to put on a really, really great event. For this area, for all of upstate, I mean, that's really what we want to do. We want to put a just a great fun event. Do we have the most? You know, the do we have ten thousand dollar guests? No, we don't. Yeah, you know I mean, or you know, you're not going to see, uh, you know, you know, ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollar celebrities at this con. You're going to have a lot of free gaming that you're going to be able to play until eleven o'clock at night. You're going to have live entertainment. You're going to have a giant screen to play a um, Smash Brothers tournament. Uh, you're going to have prizes for that. Lots of cosplay and lots of fun and a ton of vendors that you don't see everywhere. And that's what we want to try to give you. And that will pay for what we continue to do, which is to you know bring in the nerd news, give you the vendors and the artists and all that stuff. So, so yeah. Am I talking too much? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no. He's like, no, no man. Thing. Where's my time to shine? All right, you go ahead. What? <laughs> I have never shown. Actually, you know, you know it's, it's funny. It's funny that you say that because um, I actually ran across something this past week, which I haven't seen in years. I found a DVD of one of the last live shows I played. Really? Yeah. With uh, with uh, Russell said uh, it was just a party. It was a buddy of ours. He always threw a summer bash every year, and he was a big supporter of the band. So we just set up at his house. He had a huge backyard, and it was just crazy. And and what the funny part is is I, I looked at myself and I'm like Jesus, I look almost exactly the same. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean the hair was about the same length. I mean I had my black leather trench coat. I'm up there with the bass and singing and everything. And I was like. Wow, I really, now with the beard and everything, I kind of look like I did. God, that must have been 10 years ago. crazy, right? Do you still play? I I still can play. I don't really actively do anything with it. What do you, bass? Uh, Bass, guitar, and and regular guitar. Wow, that's great. I don't play. Yeah. At all. We know. Yeah, remember the little education session at the uh, the Mohawk that night? You were explaining to me how... How the drums complement the bass and yeah. vice versa, and I was just like, I want more beer. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much. I play I play air guitar like you never saw, <laughs> like a motherfucker. It's it's pretty it's pretty close to fucking rock star status when I do it. <laughs> but no, that's just when he said uh, it's your time to shine. That reminded me of the last time I shine. It's a great name of a band too. It's your time to shine. <laughs> 
Oh, Paul, should we roll into the book club this week? We should. Well, I jot down the title. Oh, you guys got your own book we have club? A book club, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's now, great. now, basically, what we do is every week we talk about uh, a comic book that came out the past two weeks. That that's we've awesome. Read. Uh, we're also going to be adding on something new to that week, a recommendation of something we're looking forward to the following week. So uh, this week I uh, took a look at Jessica Jones, number one, uh, because uh, I, I'm familiar with the character, kind of know the history. I uh, haven't actually read Alias, so this was it seemed like a good jumping on point, and I loved the uh, Netflix show. So I picked it up. Um, it's interesting so far. I'm, I, I want to read more. I guess it brought up a, a storytelling mechanism that always pisses me off whenever it's used, whether it's in comics or in TV or movies. I mean, especially Supernatural does this all the time, uh, and it pisses me off. When Okay, so you remember Jessica Jones, Luke Cage were together, had a baby, all that stuff. Yeah. Time has passed, okay? And we see her getting out of prison. We don't know where the baby is. A bunch of shit has happened here. And now what they're doing is people are coming back, you know, where where's the kid? What's this? And, and they're basically going to fill in this gap as they go along. Now, they're Quentin Tarantino in it? it, it sort of, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's the same thing like when you start an episode of Supernatural and you see some fight happening and something bad happens and then it goes 24 hours earlier. I always oh. go, ah! You know, because I'm like, I, I hate that. Okay, here's the thing. If there's a story between the last time we saw her and now, then Fucking you tell should the tell story. that story. Don't start farther down the road. I hate that. I know that they do it for suspense and things like that, but here's the thing. If you take all those bits out and you actually filled that in and then read it in chronological order, I have yet to see a story where that wouldn't have been just as effective, but it would have frustrated at least me a little a little less. You know, because now it's like, you know, I, I want to see, if you have such a great idea of what to do with this character, then do it. Don't intersparse it. Tell that story. Quit interrupting it with stuff that happened, you know, in the past three years that we don't know about. You're only doing it to have a cliffhanger to get us to buy the next comic book. No, tell a good story. That'll get me to buy the next comic book. You know what? Now that you've just shown the spotlight on that, this whole last run of Ant-Man's been the same fucking thing. Now that you mention it. And literally, I've been reading it for like fucking 12 issues and I'm just realizing that that's what they did. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Apparently, I'm really, really paying attention to that book, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, That's an interesting book, too, because Ant-Man Ant wasn't the ones that I really followed when, when I was a kid. I'll tell you what, though. I remember being 10 years old and having this incredible fucking urge for Iron Man. Even before, to see Iron Man now, he was always shellhead. He was a big character. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, he was just there to fill up the roster. And then to have him be such a lead now... And being a little kid and having that 1980, they used to have like 1984 or 1986 edged on the inside of their ankle. Those were the action figures. The Marvel action figures, you couldn't move their elbows or their knees. The Secret Wars. Wars. Yes. Right, 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 right. So the thing with um, Iron Man was that the, the circle on his chest there, it was, um, I believe it was yellow. Mm -hmm. And the rest of his body, his uh, torso was red. Well, after a little while, that, that would turn awesome. red yes. all the time. Yeah. And the biggest pain in the ass with those fucking toys was Wolverine. Because the claws were clip-on. Of course, you lost those fucking things oh, yeah. day one. So Wolverine with a claw, so you had to keep going. I, I must have had six, seven Wolverines. I'd, I'd make my grandmother <laughs> go back and buy more. Those and that goddamn Dr. Octopus. Oh, he'd lose the oh, thing. Yeah. They'd back. break off all the time. What am I going to do with a guy with two fucking things back there? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Battle damage. Yeah. I'd have to go back everything else. It never occurred to me to try to glue it back on. I would right. just go on back, you know, and get another one. But Spend yeah, three bucks. Those freaking one. toys. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. One of those toys... $40, $50 all day long now. Oh, yeah. It's sick. It's ridiculous, man. And then um, what was another one? A green arrow. He had like he had the, the, the thing in back with the arrows and stuff. That mm -hmm. thing would come off. Snap off. Yeah. 
All the paint would always rub off. Day yep. day three. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a superpowers Batman that had half a bat symbol on his chest. I got the torso of Superman to this day at my grandma's house. I just see him <laughs> like he's just there. You know what I mean? But yeah. And the funny thing is, I used to get the I used to get the um, action figures, and then I I was real big into wrestling WWF back then. Yes. How how far back I go. I would do all the wrestling moves with the characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then uh, they had Hawkman. You press his legs together, he would do his wings. Oh, no, yeah. Probably the fucking wings. wings come off day two. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? So now you got a guy with one wing. You know what I mean? What the hell are you going to do? I had around? that Hawkman, and yeah, you had... I, you, you, the wings went back on, though. They were like rubber, and you had to like... Not when you sweat. broke that one thing oh, off. no, not when you Once you did that. Time. Once you were a kid, they had to get that wing on right away, and you had no patience. I know it's hard to believe I ain't got no patience, but... <laughs> what? Yeah. You never. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How is it in 51 episodes that's the first time Superpowers figures have come up? Are you sure? You guys are welcome. Almost I'm pretty sure that they've come up when we talk to Josh. Oh, good point. I forgot about that. They yeah. didn't come off like this. Syracuse Nair, tell your friends. Uh, my uh, recommendation <laughs> for next week uh, is going to be uh, the Clone Conspiracy number one. Uh, now, Dan Slot keeps saying that this you've got to read this. You know, I have to trust Slot. I mean, it, he's, his run on Spider-Man has been... Um, you're fraught with people questioning things, uh, but it, it always seems to come out in a good place. I mean, he seems to really know what he's doing. Uh, I haven't been unhappy with anything he's done except permanently getting rid of Superior Spider-Man, which kind of probably had to happen. So I, I'm going to give his uh, his shot at you know fixing the clone conspiracy a chance. At the very least, what they've done leading up to it, because everything the past uh, month or so has kind of been prologues, mm-hmm. it's certainly a lot more interesting and makes a lot more sense than uh, the original clone saga did. So I'm wicked excited to see what's going to happen with this. I mean, maybe it'll be a miss, but you got to judge a guy on his past work, and there's a reason he's still working on Spider-Man yeah, after how right. many years? Yeah, he's been there for quite a while yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the way back to um, you know, brand new day. I mean, he he kind of oh, did all yeah. yeah. So uh, excited for that. That's that's my book club uh, review and recommendation. Well, all right, my uh, my review, Champions number one. Um, and the best way I can describe that is it's Marvel's answer to Peter David's Young Justice. Uh, it's all the young kids. It's got a lighter vibe to it. Um, didn't really see uh, Ms. Marvel being the leader of the team, which is exactly what they've done. She's the one that puts it together. Um, Mark Wade is, is top-notch on this. Oh. Loving it. Love, love, love it. doesn't hurt that Nova's in it. Or uh, Miles Morales. Okay. It's um, I'm definitely missing something though because it's starting off from the end of Civil War too. Oh. So there's a lot of references to that, and something basically happened between these kids, and they were kind of not really on speaking terms at the beginning of it because you see all of them texting at one <laughs> point, and it's like, well, fine, I'll come, uh, but you know, he's got to be cool about it, and so. There's a little rift there. And they build the team rather quick. It's a little implausible how quickly the rest of the team comes together. But I get it. It's your issue one. You've got to get the team together to do something. And everyone's going to be loving it right now because there's a creepy clown in it as a bad guy. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. Could you imagine if you got Mark Wade for the Syracuse, New York Comic Con? How, how awesome would that be? Could we do that? I mean, could we? He's looking at me. You, could that be the next? Hey, you, well, I don't, we can't <laughs> say who you got, but. Okay. You got the, you got the, one of our biggest guys coming. So, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how. You know, deep your role how enthralled stuff. your uh, powers are, but you know, you know what's funny about Mark Wade? He's one of the biggest names and best writers. Who literally, I have people talk. I've never heard 
more people talk shit about this guy than Mark Wade. I mean, Mark Wade, like, out of all the artists around, or, or, all the, I'm sorry, all the authors or writers, Mark Wade is the one guy that people in the industry talk so much shit about. I mean, like, they talk a lot, a lot of shit about this guy, about his, you know, how he, you know, his attitude, how he acts, all this stuff. As a kid, all I know is I read his stuff, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made me want to be a writer. You know what I mean? I mean, his stuff, whatever he hits, it becomes gold. He's just an amazing, amazing writer, you know what I mean? And, you know, maybe there's something in that, you know? Who knows? Well, well. <laughs> genius and narcissism have a tendency to go together. That so. is true. I was going to say something like that, too. I got your words. Don't worry. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> you. <laughs> Who? Who? For, for next week, I'm suggesting everybody go out and pick up Great Lakes Avengers number one. Ah. Uh. Is that out now? Next week. It comes out next week. So they're um, revamping that series? Oh, yeah. I thought that was the cool... I, you know, because they just did it to say GLA years ago. Yeah. Uh, against JLA, you know, Justice yeah. League of America. And I thought that was the coolest thing. That was when Squirrel Girl really got... like She's like a popular thing now, man. Yeah. I, I see her in cosplay all the time. I believe it. And she's leading the team this time that, out, too. That's who should and be leading it. And the, the, the big... Difference this time is they are an officially sanctioned Avenger squad. Wow! Nice. But it is all the same goofball characters, Mister Immortal, Flatman. They're all back. Um, I just got a feeling that this is just going to be a really, really fun book. I'm getting that. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a neat thing too. You do. I mean, hopefully they show all the Great Lakes and stuff in all those areas. I mean, we happen to have a state that has a Great Lake. Yeah, you know I mean, wouldn't it be cool to do Finger Lake Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's actually the name of the porn parody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, the Finger Bang Adventures. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's going to be great to put on Syracuse turn now. <laughs> we mentioned porn and beer. Come on in, kids. <laughs> now, you. Where can anybody find these books? I'm pretty sure they could probably find them at Cloud City Comics and Toys in the Shopping Town Mall. Oh, man. That's one of the best places. Yes. One of our favorites. I actually went there and saw Jeff yesterday. Really? Yeah. Very proud to have him as a sponsor, man. He's going to be vending there, too. Saw him at Scaricon, man. One of the probably best human beings I've ever met in my life, man. He's, we, I've been trying to work with him for a while. We can finally do it now, and um, we're very happy with it, man. So, yeah. So, hopefully, we can have, I, I could talk to Jeff and maybe have some Syracuse New York Comic Con tickets this week at Cloud City, but I gotta talk to Jeff first, so I probably should have talked to him before he even announced Before that. you just put that right, on. Right, right. Well, we don't know. Well, I'm just saying, hopefully, well, we can have him on there. about Tuesday, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, he's uh, just getting over some sickness. Yes. Yeah, he was sick, and uh, yeah, it was just great. You know, we chatted for a little bit. Um, we, uh, Went out to breakfast yesterday and uh, discovered a nail in our tire. Oh, this is a great story, okay? I was actually thinking about telling you this and calling it sick and tired. So we're at uh, Mama Nancy's yesterday because they have one of the most amazing breakfasts there in all of Syracuse. And my wife notices a nail. It's a a construction nail in our tire up near the shoulder. We love them. Yeah. So we're like, son of a bitch. We have a lease. And and so we're like, okay, we're going to see what we can do. So we go to uh, Walmart. Because I know they have a tire area. Go there again. Well, can we just replace this, you know, one tire? We thought maybe they'll tell us to replace two because sometimes they do. Like, oh, yeah, we can just do the one as long as your tread's good. So we go to do our grocery shopping, get called over the the intercom. You have to replace all four tires because you have all-wheel drive. You have to do all four. Here, we wrote you up a quote. What? 350 bucks. Okay, and we're like, um, no thank you. Yeah, So we left. I was going to say, you didn't fall for that. No, I didn't. So then we called up um, Mavis because... 
Uh, well, actually, first I called uh, the dealership. They told us for one tire, as long as the tread was good, it'd be $188 for the tire. Um, I called Mavis uh, just because I thought that was kind of a... Uh, you know, high, and of course, my daughter always sings the Mavis discount tire jingle because she hears it on the radio. So I'm like, you know, I don't know anything about any of these tire places. I'll call them up. They're like, yeah, you know, I think I can do it for about a hundred bucks. So we, we roll in there. It's right across from Shopping Town Mall. It's actually, if you're looking for Mavis discount tire, it's in a building that says Coleman because or Cole Muffler or Coleman. No Coleman because they bought the building, but they're not allowed to renovate it. There is no Mavis signage anywhere. We drove back to it, and I'm like, fuck you, Google Maps. That's Coleman. That's not Mavis Discount Tire. Then I called them, and like, yeah, we're in the Coleman building. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so turn around, go there. Like, yeah, we'll take a look at it. And we're like, well, we're going to walk over to the mall. Call us when it's done. So we walked over. We talked to Jeff. Then we get a phone call. I'm like, oh, is it done? They're like, yeah, you need to come over here. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so like, listen, uh, we didn't give you the right tire when we quoted you on the front the phone um the right tire is actually more expensive but the worst part is we don't have it in stock and we'd have to order it and we could put another tire on there but because the tread pattern is different it could ruin your transfer case Ooh. um really quickly and and the guy actually ended up saying he's like listen if you call the dealership and they said they have the tire go there and, and do it yeah. because i don't want to mess up your car so hats off to uh, the manager at mavis discount tire the guy actually sent us away because they couldn't do right by us right there. an honest nice. mechanic I'm yeah awesome. holy shit so we call them up and they're like yeah you know be here at 1 30 we had to do an oil change anyway so um my wife goes out there she texts me she goes, yeah, they said the tire's $223. I Jesus. said, what's the difference? Why is it different? She's like, I don't know. I asked him. I told him we got char- quoted 188 and he said, I don't know. That's just what it costs. I get on the phone with Fusillo Nissan, and I'm like, okay, listen, I called you up earlier. You told me the tire was 188 My wife went in there. You tell her it's 223 I think you're trying to take advantage of my wife because she's a woman. I actually put that out there. Outstanding. Yeah, pulled pull, pull the sex card. And the lady's like, oh, oh, oh hold, hold on, let me look into this, let me check on this. Uh, now, they were good. They ended up giving us the tire for 188 because that's that's what we were told. Right. Okay? And we told them to make the model. He asked if it was, they, they ended up saying it was because we have the select and they quoted us for um, one of the other models of the Rogue. I'm like, no, I, so we had the select because we told them we, we had the backup camera. You know, we gave them that. That's what they quoted. Now, I even said on the phone, hey, listen, if there's a reason for the difference in price, I'm okay with it. What I'm not okay with is your mechanic telling my wife that's just what it costs rather than right. explaining why this is you know, $40 more than we were told on the phone. But they ended up doing right by us. They gave it to us for 188 But I was like, man, just we spent our entire day getting that tire put on. Jesus. Jeez. Yeah, that's no fun. No, that's- it's not. It's not quite a WTF file, but I, I felt <laughs> it need to be thrown out there because uh, I just like you, you know how many people I, I and I don't want to actually pull the sex card again because I think women are just as capable of haggling and knowing about cars. I don't know anything about cars. Okay, I'm car illiterate. They didn't right. know that when I called. Right. I, I know a lot about Doctor Who. I know nothing about cars. <laughs> I just wonder how many um, people go in there who don't know about cars. And okay, statistically, the, a lot of those will be wives or girlfriends. I'll okay. give you a hint. When you go in there, don't wear a RoboCop shirt. Wear a NASCAR shirt. That would help. You know what I'm saying? I wonder how many times they, you know, not Nissan. I'm just saying mechanics in, in general. general. Go, yeah, no, actually, this is going to be more expensive. And they're just like, whip out the checkbook. Okay. Right. Yeah. Here's my credit card. I watched it happen with my mother all the time as a kid, and it really pissed me off, and it really made me, like, look for a good mechanic. And... Um, they're hard, you know, good and honest is very hard to find. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're out there. They're definitely out there, you know what I mean? Uh, 
I don't want to name, I mean, you know, nobody's paying for sponsorship, so I'm not going to name anything you know, on your show. But there's a few out there, but I'll tell you what, I would tell everybody to get several different quotes. And nobody does that. They, somebody will talk to them, they say, oh, well, this, the guy always comes out and says, well, you know, if you don't do this, and this is going to happen, and you're going to need this, you're going to need that, and blah, 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 blah. And so we don't know what's going on, so we just pay the fucking money, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I would literally go to different areas and different towns. You know, if you, if you go to North Syracuse, try one in Liverpool, try one in uh, Swigo, try one in uh, Maddydale, whatever, but hit different areas and try to get the quotes from different shops in those areas. And usually you'll find something, you know, you'll, you'll find the mechanic you're supposed to be with. It's kind of like looking for Hellblazer number one when we were at the uh, Naval City. <laughs> yes. I, I, I go to several different places. One place, oh, it's going to be $80. Another place, 160 And I look it up on, you know, uh, the internet, you know, not to, not, not to say I promote looking up comics and buying them on the internet rather than from a vendor. I just didn't know what it was worth and right. I wanted to get a general idea. Of course. I was there. If it was a little more, I would have paid them for it but i mean online it's like you know 45 yeah, wasn't it yeah, yeah it was just so much of a difference and yeah. yeah that's why i didn't walk out of there with a hellblazer number one because i just you can't justify yeah. that, that much of a bump yeah yeah, yeah. so See, yeah mechanics and <clears throat> comic dealers that's why you have to lower your standards on your favorite characters i was able to complete my nova collection for under 40 dollars like the original run <laughs> so i have to find a shitty character how and dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ne- next week we're going to get together. I'll have the original run of Ron Space Knighter. <laughs> For $5. Yeah. <laughs> That's a low blow. Yeah, no, but that was a pretty badass design. I actually had a Ron comic when I was younger, uh, and that was a really cool design. I have a Ron comic, too, because... No, sorry, I'm not playing footsie. Because Nova appeared in one issue of it. So. <laughs> you guys know that Kellogg thing that happens every year? It's on channel. It was on yeah. channel twenty four PBS oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm ten years. I'm ten, eleven years old, and some comics came. A bunch of comics, posters, comics, everything else. And I bid on it. I don't have a job. I don't have any <laughs> money, any income, whatever. This is how entitled I felt I was. Like we didn't grow up. I, I didn't grow up with any money or anything. But I lived with my grandparents. I was only grandson, so I knew if I said it, you know, what I mean, if I pouted, and they were like, "Oh, what's wrong?" I'm like, "Oh, all the other kids have a bike. I don't have a bike. I got a brand new bike that day." I just knew how it was. So I bet it was like $30, $40 I bet on this thing. That was a lot of I don't know, what, the audacity. that like I think about it now, I'm like, wow, where did I get the, the balls wrong to bet on yeah. something? So I bet on this thing. I, I win. I win the bet on it. My grandfather, uh, I don't even know. They, they, nobody even questioned it. They just went down and got the shit. They paid for it. They went down to the, you know, my grandfather was 87 years old. He, my grandmother didn't drive, so she, she probably paid for it. He drove her down there. They went to a radio station. That was probably a big deal for these very quiet people to go to an yeah. office or radio station and pick this fucking stuff up. They get the stuff. It was ROM number one. It was probably 15, 16 limited edition posters. I, I, I have it all to this day. It's, it's probably four or $5,000 collection. Really? And at the time, it was a couple hundred bucks. But everything had just gone up. It was a lot of number ones. It was Firestorm. It was a lot of. It was a bunch of stuff, and um, 
it, it just it just cracks me up as we're sitting there talking about it that like I just the audacity to bid on this as watching this my whole family would be real into it because it was for charity every year we would do that stuff like one year we got a whole encyclopedia stuff from it we got a printer from it one time you could just bid that that telelog thing is a really cool thing and um, I would encourage vendors to be a part of that and to donate stuff on that to get their names out there I mean you know even uh, I mean even GeekPod could do something you could do something to where you guys. Um, were to put something on there, and then if they bid or something, they would get a, sp- a free sponsorship for six months or something, just to get your name out there. I mean, it's a, it's a, and the whole community follows that. I don't know, I haven't followed it in, <laughs> in years, probably three, four years, but I'm assuming it's still going on. But I remember getting a shitload of comics from there. I still have that, and I had that particular, just all those boxes, four or five boxes of stuff, a lot of posters, um, Teen Titans. Uh, number one, all that stuff, and that was a killer. And I didn't even know that got me on the Teen Titans, but um, but all that stuff's worth a ton of money now. I still have it all. I mean, it's my college fund. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I've never even thought about the, the Telloc. No, yeah, no, I haven't thought about it in years. It was one of those where my mom would always want. We didn't have cable. We had like back then it was four stations. It was literally three, five, nine. This was. Uh, it might have been right. I mean, maybe sixty-eight just came around. 43 wasn't around, and it was 24, uh, PBS, yeah. and those were the channels, and we would just watch it, and my mom was always real into it, my grandparents were real into it, because it was about the, the community and charity and helping the station and all this other stuff, the station did a lot of stuff, and that's how they made money, they sold stuff, and it was just a neat neat thing to watch. A, a business that nobody else had ever done. They'd never done that kind of style like that. Go and do auctions and, and, and submit different um, gift certificates and stuff like that. So we, I'd always watch it and this, these comics came up one time and this guy, it was like 20 bucks and then I'm like bidding. I got caught up in the bidding. I was like 25, <laughs> like 30. I'm like calling and everything else. I think that's what I really want to do. I just want to outbid <laughs> the guy. But I, it got to 40 bucks and then I tell my grandparents, I'm like, hey, listen, I got this thing. <laughs> Nobody even asked me, well, you got the money? They just went and got it. <laughs> but anyways, I got the stuff, and I still have it to this day, man. Maybe I'll bring it in next time. But um, it's a lot of cool stuff. And now it's, I mean, the value of it's way up, you know. So I don't know where I was going with this, but <laughs> There's comic honeypots everywhere, kids. And go get yourself some all around this town. Thank you. Get some comics. Yes. Yeah, get okay. some comics. Some pop culture. Uh, I love how pop culture is the is the the cool term for nerd and geek stuff. You notice that now? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. pop culture uh, event, blah 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 blah. You know, covering pop culture nudes. Blah, blah. It's it's all. I mean, it's all nerd and geek stuff now. I mean, it's just a cool word to say that. It's it's the the current catch all phrase. Yeah. Well, you news. know, in in our circles, I would definitely agree. But I've actually seen that pop culture does cover things a little bit broader. I mean, it goes right. into things like reality Music. TV and like the Kardashians. Yeah. Real pop cultures shit. is the current yeah. shit going on right yeah. now. You know what I mean? It definitely seems a bit broad, but a, a lot of people, I mean, especially around here, I mean, I always hear pop culture in reference to comic books. Right. So mm-hmm. It's just sometimes you'll click on a link talking about pop culture on the internet and like, boom, it's the Kardashians. I'm like, yeah. oh, either they don't know what that means or I don't know what that means. You know what I love? <laughs> I got so much shit as a kid for reading comics when I would date girls and stuff. You know what I'm saying? They, they'd come over, they see all these comics all over my fucking room and shit hanging on the walls I'm like ew you in the con and now to see the number one movies all comic related cracks me the fuck up to know that they're kids that these girls I dumped 
their kids are into this shit wearing Captain America shirts. <laughs> Cracks me up, man. I love it, dude. You, you know what's funny about that? I, I actually figured out the, the secret to that after having the same issue, getting beat up and all that stuff. Right, right. You know how you fix that when you're younger? Who? Oh. You start playing guitar. Then it doesn't matter that you're in the, in the Oh, comics. if you got a car, that's kryptonite. To, oh, man, they can't resist a guy with a fucking guitar. Why, why do you hair. think I actually ended up getting laid? I went one year from, <laughs> I was this fat, overweight kid with glasses and, and short hair, wearing, you know, Doctor Who stuff and reading comics. Hey, baby, you ever have Stairway to Heaven? <laughs> they can't resist. Uh, but no, I learned how to play guitar. I started over one summer, lost wow. some weight, bang. And, and you learned in one summer. Well, I, you know, I actually like started. That's I started um, just as school was ending, and by that fall, I had uh, learned enough to uh, what start grade? a band. Started playing when I was eleven. What grade would that be? Oh Jesus! Oh, well, that's different. Yeah, I, you know, you know, when people say, "Oh, yeah, you by age, what grade they're in," that doesn't even work in my well, house. Well, eleven. So. That's that. I thought that's you middle meant, like, school. Fifteen, sixteen. No, that's middle oh, school. Okay. So then from that on, from that time on, you just carried on with the music. Yeah, you know, I had my hair long, and I was still reading comic books, super geeky, did great in school. Right. People kept walking up to me asking me if I had pot to sell, though. And I never <laughs> did. I'm like, nah, dude, I don't, I don't do I that. I get that to this day. You got long hair, like, and it's like, hey, man, you got anything? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I, got, I got a fucking stack of comic books and Sarah's <laughs> nurture to my fucking trunk, but I don't have nothing else, you weirdo. Yeah. But seriously, I mean, that's really what help me bridge that gap from being socially awkward because if you're a musician then yeah. it doesn't matter Some somebody there wants to have sex with you yeah. regardless God bless them <laughs> that's great man I got a kazoo it didn't work as well no no it doesn't you no. just gotta look like a dork yep plus I couldn't play it it was just a lot of noise dude if you can't play a kazoo I don't yeah. think there's help for you man yeah I know <laughs> you got yeah. a hum I had bongos too but they didn't have the tops so I was just like, it would always go in the middle of it. Like, I mean, like, I didn't have the canvas on top. I got it at a garage sale. It was like three bucks. Uh, yeah, then I had spoons, but back then yogurt was real popular, so they would always take them and then eat the yogurt with the fucking spoon. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to play music, <laughs> girls. What's going on? But that didn't work. It's been a great talk, though. Glad I came here today. What a great Saturday. What are you guys doing tomorrow? Oh. All right. Well. <laughs> That was awesome. Are we wrapping this up or what are we doing? Uh, hey, hold on. I need to check on the internet because I'm pretty sure yogurt's still popular. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was great. You guys are welcome. <laughs> oh. oh my God. That was... You can find fun like this all the time on Syracuse Nerd. Uh... <laughs> oh, I don't think the WTF file can really follow that up. I don't think it can either. But I, I really need to get this off of my chest. And then we're going to totally switch gears. Because this is this goes back to um, uh, pulling the curtain back and going back to the the family man aspect of me. Yeah. Um, which apparently some of the girls eat that up. That the, oh. they love that shit. There goes the fun in the show. All right, let's yep. do it. No, no, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> so we're sitting at the dinner table the other day, and it's been a long day. We got a lot of shit going on at work. I've been kind of miserable. Which has no bearing other than the just so you know what headspace I'm in at the dinner table. I'm sitting here eating, and we've always the table's always set up the same way. I sit with my back to the window. Kristen's across from me. The girls are on either end of the table. <clears throat> Kristen says, "So Kylie, do you want to tell Daddy what you told me?" And I just put my fork down and look at Kylie. She looks at Kristen and says, no. Nope. 
<laughs> I said, how about you just tell me? Kristen's like, mm, settle down. It's okay, settle down. So after a little prodding, Kristen finally says, Kylie, tell Daddy about Gavin. Oh, boyfriend. Now, Kylie is four years old. Great name, by the way. And you, said, and you said no four-year-old should be listening to Bush. That music is not appropriate. <laughs> right? Nice. Um, Kylie is in kindergarten. That's I, I keep forgetting. You know all this stuff. Jay does not. He knows I have kids. Yeah. That's about that it. That look identical to you. Yes, those poor little bastards. Um, <laughs> so I said, who's Gavin? Kylie's face lights up. Oh, Gavin, he's my friend at school. He's got the greatest little peach-colored hair, and it goes ding, 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 ding. And she's, she's sticking her finger out, so it's got the little. Apparently, he's got the little spiky whatever going on with his hair, and and he has peach skin, and he has blue eyes, and she's just rattling this off, and this kid is beaming, beaming, and she's just going. Now, if anyone's listened to the show and heard me discuss the Overlords. Kylie is the demon seed. She's she's <sighs> one with the attitude. She's the one I never figured I would have to worry about dating. Four years old, she's in love. And I say that because afterwards she tells me all this stuff about Gavin and about how she loves his voice because when he talks, he kind of sounds like a duck. Um, <laughs> and then she's going through all this about Mr. Wonderful Gavin, and then she says, I think I kind of love him. My jaw is resting on the, on the table, and, and Kristen's snickering. Apparently, Kristen's known this for days. But um, Kylie refused to tell me. So I had a mini meltdown because my four-year-old apparently is already engaged. <laughs> that, that'll come back, by the way, too. So I'm not okay with this, even in the least bit, and especially in the mood I'm in. But, you know, it's cute, whatever. Yesterday, the kid ha- kids had their walkathon at school, and Kristen was able to attend. I, I was at work because we are not allowed to miss time right now. Because in my day job, we're about to move the entire law firm to a new building, mm. so there is no such thing as you know taking time off to you know do fun stuff. Um, Kristen sends me a photo from the walkathon. Look clearly there, next to Kylie. She is sitting next to a little oh, boy. Let me see. Yeah, we'll pass that around. Um, the little boy is holding a name tag. Oh, he's holding. <laughs> well, listen, he looks like a nice kid, and they're not holding hands or nothing. They're just, you know, there. They don't even know what that stuff is. Right. You know I mean, well, it gets better. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, the name tag said Gavin, obviously. Um, first, I, I texted Kristen and said, you just had to send the fucking Gavin pic, didn't you? <laughs> and she says, oh my god, she couldn't wait for me to meet him. Uh-oh. She says that Kylie literally grabbed this child by his shirt, dragged him to Kristen, grinning ear to ear, and said, this is Gavin I've been telling you about. She says, Paul, I swear to you, I thought I was meeting her fiancé for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Here's the 
Here's what cracks me up with little kids. I see people do this all the time. They don't know what to say to them. They say, so a little two, three, four-year-old little kid, they go, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Da, da, da. Do you have a girlfriend? They always do that. Then they wonder why at 16 they're freaking pregnant. You know what I'm saying? They're like, listen, you've been asking me for 12 years now if I had somebody. I felt like a loser. I finally got somebody. Like, what the hell? I'm an asshole. I'm 16 and pregnant. I'm a jerk. Like, you've been asking me since I was three years old if I was with somebody. <laughs> Get off my nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so funny. We always do that. You know, we think it's cute. Like, little three, four old. Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Like, you know, and then now you're finding out it ain't so cute. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is cute. I mean, obviously, it's just all fun and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And the kid, you know, he's a little kid. I mean, you know. Right. right. It's this poor little bastard has no clue. Oh, uh, yeah. He's got no clue. No clue. He doesn't know that, you know, Kylie's already planning the wedding. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and he also doesn't know that uh, someday she's gonna ha- he's going to have to meet her dad. Yeah. And that's going to be scary. Yes. Because I am, I already told Kristen I'm going out and sharpening my guitar. Well, there's no even sewing no wild oats. The guy's four years old. He's all finished. It's all right, done. done. She's already, she's already said, you're mine. She's put the stamp on him and that's it. <laughs> she peed on him and it's done. Yeah. <laughs> no other dares will mess with you. <laughs> I mean, if she's going to like reel him in that young without him having a chance to go out there, she might as well yeah. introduce him as her first husband. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make it to the wedding, but I'll see you at the divorce. Right. <laughs> we'll be at the proceedings. Yeah. And I think that is a fantastic stopping point. Yeah. It works for me. <laughs> All right. Hey, when is your next, uh, when, it, when is the next time you guys are recording? We're not the sure. Con? That, uh, the next con will be at Syracon, I believe. Yeah. That, that would be the next live Where's that located? That is at the Holiday Inn in Liverpool. Awesome. Okay, we go. October 23rd. They usually start around 11, I think. Yeah. I think information's already on our Facebook page, though. Awesome. Should be. Fantastic. I actually reposted some stuff this morning. Outstanding. I will be at ChaseCon during that weekend, but uh, Teddy did say that I could come down and put some flyers down there, so we're going to try to have somebody come down there. Maybe if I can throw a couple of flyers on your table or whatever, we'll course, figure something definitely. out. But, um... But yeah, uh, Syracon is definitely the con. For, if you're looking for back issues and great comics and stuff like that, it's it's been a long running con. Teddy Haynes runs it, so uh, and he's been very good to us and supporting uh, Syracuse New York Comic Con November thirteenth. So we hope we see you all there. All right. And it looks to me like you're going to let him close the show. I am. Okay. Can you take us out, Jason? Megabyte me, bitches. production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.